You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Painted a picture of God to us. According to some people's theological box. I remember when Jesus came on the scene, one of the biggest challenges that the Pharisees had with Jesus is that he did not fit their theological box. He did not fit the picture that their theologians have painted about the Messiah. Do you understand? So because of that, they struggled to receive him. They struggled to believe that he is the one. So there are times that we have certain images of God that are not accurate. And God is going to demolish and destroy all those images. And he's going to come out and show himself for who he is. Yes. I believe that as time goes on, a lot of all the other gods and idols are going to go into hiding when God begins to show up. <laughs> How about that? When he begins to show up, things are going to be different. Because when he appears and say, anybody that is a God, come, let's see. Come and stand here. Let's see. And uh, <laughs> nobody, nobody will be able to come close. Okay? So I don't know about you. I'm excited about that because I know that we're in for exciting times. Yes. Where do we start from? Okay. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 1. Do you want God to fight for you? Amen. Or do you want God to rest? Amen. While you fight. <laughs> Let God rest while you fight. Is that what you want? <laughs> God is going to fight for you. And I want you to know that anybody that fights you, is in trouble. Just tell them, look, don't be on the wrong side. Yes. He said in, in the book of Psalms, kiss my son. Yeah. Don't, be, before I get angry, you better, you better make peace with my son. <laughs> yeah. So those sides of God are going to be revealed. Okay? Yeah. Let's look at, uh, what did I say? Deuteronomy, right? Yeah. Chapter 1. Let's look at verse 29. It says, Okay, let's read from verse 26. Nevertheless, you would not go up, but rebelled against the command of the Lord your God, and you complained in your tents and said, Because the Lord hates us. He has brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Where can we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying, The people are greater and taller than we. 
The cities are great and fortified to heaven. Moreover, we have seen the sons of the Anakim there. Then I said to you, this is Moses now. And he is referring to when he sent the spies to go out in Numbers 13. When he sent, he sent 12 spies to go and spy the land. And then they came back. Ten of them brought an evil report. The Bible calls it an evil report. To say that there are too many giants in the land. We're not going to, we, we, we cannot defeat them. Uh, 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 and only Caleb and Joshua came with a good report. God was angry. So Moses is reminding them. You see, Moses is writing and he's preparing to depart. This is, this is the final um, book. He's, he's, he's writing and he's narrating these things. He says, I said to you, do not be terrified or afraid of them. Okay? Verse 30. The Lord your God. Come on, let's read it together. One, two, three. The Lord your God who goes before you, he will fight for you according to all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord will go before you. He will go before you and he will fight for you. Did you hear that? He is going to fight for you according to all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. Remember your testimony of the past. Remember what he did before. He will do it again. He'll do it again. If he did it before, he's going to do it again. Don't be terrified. The enemy looks intimidating. Don't be intimidated. He looks fearful. Don't be afraid. It's just fluff. Why? Because the Lord is with you. And not only that, He has gone before you. The Lord goes before you. That, one of the ways He fights is that He goes ahead of you. Learn to stand and allow Him to go ahead. You don't go ahead of Him. One of the things I've learned in my life is not to go ahead of God. I'm telling you, many times we're in so much of a hurry that we go ahead of God. You see, it's better to be behind God than to be in front of God. Why? Because if you are behind God, you can see at least when He turns to the right. You can see when He turns to the left. But if you are ahead of Him, you keep going and He has turned. You are on your own. You're on your own. So you are so much in a hurry that you can't wait for God. And you call it faith. You call it faith. Meanwhile, the Bible says, He that believeth shall not make haste. I know there are times that there is need for haste, but you need to know when, it's you, are, when you are to be in a haste is when the Lord it's in a haste. <laughs> so if the Lord is not in a haste, uh, where is your haste going to take you? 
Amen? Amen. So, the Lord is going to go before you. He will fight for you. I believe God wants to fight for somebody this morning. God wants to fight for you. He is saying, just wait. Let me take care of this. Let me take care of this for you. There are times, yes, he wants us to fight. But there are times he wants to do the fight himself. And when he wants to do it, guess what? It's because you've not been doing it well. (laughs) You have been boxing the air. You have been doing shadow boxing. Uh, It's like a boxer that is blindfolded. How do you, how are you going to win a battle like that? Just boxing anything, boxing everyone that comes your way. And you see everyone as an enemy. Meanwhile, that's not the enemy. It's not your brother, it's not your sister, it's not your friend, it's not your uncle. It's not your mother-in-law. Hallelujah. So, to allow him to step in and fight for you. He wants to fight for you. I believe strongly that we are going to see some dangerous things because God is taking over the battle. He's taking over the battle. And we have come to a point, I mean, we've been contending, we've been fighting, but now he has come down as the man of war. And he wants to begin to do it his own way. And how many people know you cannot tell God how to fight his battle? It's his, it's not yours. Yes? Okay, let's look at Exodus. Exodus chapter, chapter 14. You remember the Israelites? When they, when they left Egypt, in Exodus chapter 14, reading from verse 1, it says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, the children of Israel that they turn and camp before uh, <laughs> by Hahiroth. It looks better on the screen than on my Bible. Aha! Uh-huh. Between Migdol and the sea opposite Baal Zephon you shall camp before it by the sea. Okay? For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land. And the wilderness has closed them in. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart. You see, one of the ways that the, devil, that, that the Lord fights is that he hardens the heart of the enemy. So that he can trap him. He makes him to, to, to insist on finishing you. Even though you have escaped. He is chasing after you. Huh? But he doesn't realize that God has taken over the battle. God doesn't fight the way we fight. He doesn't fight the way we fight. 
So he will pursue them, and I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army. Can you see? God says, I'm going to get honor. I'm going to get glory. One of the things I've learned is that if you don't glorify God willingly, you are going to glorify him by force. Yeah. So because Pharaoh will not glorify God, he will not allow God to have his way, God decides to gain honor from Pharaoh and all the Egyptians. Yes, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. Can you see? God loves to be known. He loves to be known. He wants to be known. That's why he comes down to fight because he wants to be known. He wants to be known. <laughs> and they did so. Huh? Let's read on. Now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants were turned against the people. Now the people have escaped instead of Pharaoh to say, okay, let's count our losses. Hmm? Our labor force has gone. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said, why have we done this? That we have let Israel go from serving us. Can you see? Pharaoh never wants you to go free. He never. He will do all he can to ensure that you remain in bondage. Yes? So he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. All right? Also he took 600 choice chariots. And all the chariots of Egypt with captains over every one of them. Yes. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he pursued the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with boldness. Come on. You will go out with boldness this morning. You will go out with what? Boldness. They went out with boldness. All right. And what happened? So the Egyptians pursued them. All the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army overtook them camping by the sea beside Pi Hahiroth before Baal Zephon. Yes. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. They were afraid. Now, remember, things, many signs and wonders had taken place in Egypt. There's no nation that has been humiliated like Egypt. Okay? Why? For touching the Lord's people. God dealt with Egypt. Dealt with Egypt. Egypt never recovered. Yes. And now these guys are coming. The Israelites had gone out with boldness. They went out with boldness. And now they are stuck. The Red Sea is before them. Pharaoh is behind them. The Red Sea is not shifting. Pharaoh is moving. Yes? Have you ever been in that kind of situation where you felt trapped? 
You can't move forward. But it's like the enemy has surrounded you. So they were afraid. And what happens? Then they said to Moses, oh, typical, typical, typical. Because there are no graves in Egypt. You have taken us away to die in the wilderness. Why have you dealt with us? You bring us up out of Egypt. These are the people that were excited to leave Egypt. They were, they sang. Huh? They went out with great substance. Everybody took his belongings. Not even a hoof was left behind. And now, look at what they're saying. Now, verse 12, verse, verse is it, is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? Moses, we told you before. When you came and said, this God sent you. We told you to allow us to continue to serve these Egyptians. You insisted. Now look at it. Look at what you've done to us. Hmm? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. Hey, the enemy is working. So you see, the enemy is approaching. But the enemy has also sent his spirits ahead into the camp to cause them to begin to talk. Yes, to terrorize the Israelites. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord your God, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today... You shall see again no more forever. Come on. They, Moses said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He said, don't stress, guys. Pharaoh is coming, yes. Let him come. But you stand still. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated. Stand still. Come on, let's read verse 14 together. One, two, three. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. This battle does not belong to you. All that is required for you is to be at peace. While God is charged. This is the Lord's battle. This is the Lord's battle. He's going to fight for you. And we know how it, how it plays out. Yes? As Pharaoh was coming, advancing, yes, I've got them now. With all of his generals, all of his captains, yes, all of his chariots. Chariots 
In today's language, we would call those chariots armored tanks. Hallelujah. His entire armory, he brought everything. The ones that he, they have developed that have not been tested. That day, they brought them out. They brought everything out from the storage. Everything. Pharaoh says, bring out everything. Bring out the best of the best. And we are going to teach this Israelites that it's better to serve us than to go and serve that their God. He didn't know it was a divine setup. God was setting him up, but he had no clue. And that's why anyone that fights against you is setting himself up for serious humiliation. And that's, that's if he survives. Be careful who you fight. Amen? Because God says, your enemy will be my enemy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's covenant. That is covenant. Okay? So, should we read on or should I just explain? Okay, fine. Let, we know the story. Yes? Okay, let's read. Let's read a bit more. Some people are looking at me somehow. All right. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you come to me? So Moses spoke to the people. He said, stand still. Don't be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of God. And then Moses goes to the corner somewhere. God, <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> huh? He was bold before the people. Before God, he was like, oh God, what do we do? What next? And the Lord said to him, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Now, Moses told them, stand still. That was Moses' instruction. It wasn't God's instruction. Amen? It wasn't God's instruction to stand still. No, no, no. That was Moses. But now God says, tell them to go forward. Go forward. Let's see. To where? Have you felt that way? You are faced with a situation. And there's nowhere to go. And God says, go forward. To, for, into how? Into what? What direction? How? Forward. The sea is before you. Tell them to go forward. That's incredible. When you walk with a man of war, you better listen to his instructions. Yeah. One of the strategies of war is communication. Yeah. When you walk with a man of war, you need to be able to hear clearly. Because if you don't hear, if one of the strategies of the enemy is to make sure he confuses your communication. Confuse your communication so you are not able to hear. If you are not able to hear, he knows he's gotten you where he wants you. 
So the Israelites were so hyper. They were so fearful. They were so terrified that they couldn't even hear. But Moses went aside. And the Lord said to him, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Look at the next verse. And then he says, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. I like that. Sure. This guy had a rod in his hand. He was crying to God, but he was holding the rod. This is the rod that he used to perform miracles in Egypt, to perform signs and wonders. This is the rod that swallowed all of Pharaoh's snakes, Pharaoh's rods. He was carrying this rod. This rod had all of Pharaoh's rods inside. He is carrying that in his hand, but he is now fearful. He's now shaking. He's now, oh Lord, what do I do? He's confused. The Lord said, Tell him, move forward. You lift up the rod. Stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. Where have you got lessons on dividing the sea? Huh? A tutorial. On dividing the sea. Let's come for sea dividing lessons. Where, 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 where have you heard about such a thing? Just, just stretch it and divide it. Just stretch it and divide it. Moses. If God told you to do that, how, where are you going to start? Where do you, okay, you stretch it and start. Huh, huh? Where are you going to start dividing? <laughs> From where? But you see, when you walk with the man of war, even your ordinary things become supernatural. I'm telling you. So he, and and he says, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. God, this is God telling Moses. Stretch your rod. Divide it. And these people are going to walk on dry ground. Ha! No precedent at all. Are you ready for things that you have not heard about before? Yeah. Are you ready for God to do things you have not he heard about before? Yeah. That's what happens when you walk with the man of war. Yeah. He brings out different war strategies. Yeah. This was new. I know there's nothing new under the sun, but it was new that time. Yeah? yeah? Okay, I know in the beginning, during creation, God divided the seas. So in a sense, it's not new. But to Moses, ah, this is new, man. I'm waiting for God. I can't wait for God to do new things in this land that the history books don't have through your life. 
believing for that. Amen? Amen. And look at verse 17. And indeed, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots, his horsemen. So divide it. Moses, stretch your rod. Divide the sea. Let the ground be dry. And as the children of Israel pass through it, Pharaoh will follow. Yes, he will follow. And I'm going to get honor. That's God talking. Yo, okay, let's read on. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. May the Lord make his, 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 his name known in this land. Let it be known that God is the only God. No Buddha, no, no Mohammed, no Allah, no uh, Shembe. Shembe is not the way. Jesus is the way. Hallelujah. No ancestor. Let it be known. He is going to do things. All these other people that worship all these things will look foolish. They will say, what? We didn't know this your God is like this. God says the whole of Egypt is going to know that he is the Lord. That's the whole point of this battle. To reveal himself. To reveal his glory. To make himself known. I know you think it's about you. But it's about him. Hallelujah. And then let's read on. Okay. And the angel of God. Who went before the come of, the, of Israel. Moved and went behind them. And a pillar of cloud went before them and stood behind them. Huh? So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other. <laughs> My God is too much. Can you imagine? He comes up. He comes down. And then he manifests his glory. Before the Egyptians, it was dark. Before the Israelites, it was light. Same technology. <laughs> Amazing. So that one did not come near the other all that night. Hallelujah. Yes. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. This is a powerful movie. Oh, look at this. The guy just stretches it. Like that. East wind, the Bible says the east wind came. Boom, and began to divide it. Throughout the night, 
the wind was dividing the sea. Meanwhile, the Egyptians, they didn't know what was going on because it was night. It was dark on their side. The Israelites, there was light and they could see what was happening before their very eyes. They, their very eyes, they can see it. And it's dividing, it's dividing. And they're seeing from the beginning to the end. Strike round. Hallelujah. The waters were divided. Let's read on. Come on. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground. And the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. I mean, these guys, they saw marvels. By morning, whew, it's time. Six million people walking through. Shekabotaha. Hallelujah. On dry ground, they were walking. Walking on dry ground. Meanwhile, on the Egyptian camp, it was still dark. When God fights for you, hey, don't joke with my God. Amen. So sometimes when people treat you anyhow, look at them and say, I'm sorry for you. In fact, pray for them. Do you understand? Pray for them. Because if he fights, Huh. <laughs> they don't know God. Okay, let's read on. You see. And the Egyptians pursued them and went after them in the midst of the sea. Now, by the time the Israelites have crossed, the cloud moved. The Egyptians can now see. Huh? What? Let's go. Let's go for them. And they went. <laughs> they were following, following. Huh? They went after them into the sea. Now it came to pass in the morning watch. Somebody say morning. morning. In the morning watch. Early morning. Hallelujah. Amen. That the Lord looked down on the army of the Egyptians through what? The pillar of fire and cloud. In other words, what happened is that the, this cloud is here. Huh? The Egyptians are they're going after them. Then in the cloud, eyes appeared. He's looking at them. Hey, how would you like that? Hmm? Say, my God is mighty. My God is mighty. Hallelujah. He looked out. And then he troubled the army of the Egyptians. May the Lord trouble anyone. Any demon, every power that is troubling you, I release trouble over them. <laughs> Hallelujah. He troubled the Egyptians. Look, let's read on. Let's read on. It's interesting. And he took off their chariot wheels. Look at how God fights. He grounds the enemy. Hallelujah. They are riding, riding. This is their latest technology. Their best engineering feat. And they are riding. God just come. Just begin to remove the wheels. 
Okay, let's see how you can get out of this sea. The winds are out. <laughs> hey, so they drove them with difficulty. How many people have seen a car drive without wheels? Hey, it is difficult. That's how the enemy will be stuck. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Every, every, every spirit, every power, every entity that comes against us, I'm telling you they're going to be stuck. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. And then they said, look at they now realize. They're in the middle of the sea. Yeah. And they now realize. They say, let us free from the face of Israel. For the Lord fight for them against the Egyptians. Let us run. Let us run. No. Say it's too late. It's too late. Amen. Too late. You're already trapped. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's read on. Next verse. Ha. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand. Kabalebota. Come on, lift up your hand, lift up your hand. Let this hand become a hand for wonders, signs, miracles. In the name of Jesus, as you stretch forth your hand, wonders and miracles will happen. God will show forth his power through your hands. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God said to Moses, stretch your hand over the sea. That the waters may come back upon the Egyptians and their chariots and on their horsemen. Moses, it's time to drown them. That's how God fights. He drowns his enemies. I told you he's a man of war. Yes. He, Moses stretched his hand. His rod. And boom, started coming back again. And he fell, oh, what are we doing? Hey, hey, General, what are you doing? Captain, what do we do? <laughs> Your Majesty. All of them finish. The whole army of Egypt. Their entire defense is finished by this Moses. Hey. God will fight for you. Amen. I said God will fight for you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. He will fight for you. Amen. That's how he fought for them. That's how he fought. He has stretched his rod. Oh, my labor suraba. I want you to begin to see your hands different. Begin to see your hands differently. Not only can he heal the sick through your hands, he can defy the sea through your hands. He can drown the enemy just by the gesture of your hand. Incredible. Incredible. Amen? Amen. The way God fights for you is not the way you want to fight. Nobody, there's nobody that could have even envisaged that this is how God will sort out Pharaoh. And all his army, all his chariots, everything got drowned. Amazing. It's amazing when God fights. Amen? Should I show you another way God fights? Hallelujah. Say, Lord, fight my battles. Fight my battles. Manifest yourself as the man of war in my life. I believe and I confess. 
that you, that you are the man of war. Are the man of war. I receive you, I receive you. In, my life in my life as the man of war. I release my faith, release my faith in, you in you as the man of war. I've known you as a savior. I want to know you as man of war. Amen. Second Chronicles chapter, chapter 20. Now, this is a very interesting one. Jehoshaphat was a righteous king. Very good king. Verse 1 says, it happened, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, it happened after this that the people of Moab were the people of Ammon and others besides them, the Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. When people come to battle against you, when people come to battle against us, they better be careful. I have seen God fight. And when he fights, he doesn't fight the way you think. I've seen God fight to the point that I'm surprised. And I say, God, be merciful. Have mercy. I've seen it. I've seen it. I don't pray for people to die. But God takes people out sometimes when he comes down to fight. He says, I'm the Lord, I kill and I make a life. God is a killer. Tell someone, did you know that God is a killer? Yeah, that's one. That, yeah, he's a killer. He says, I kill and I make a life. He, obviously, he's not a murderer. He's not a criminal. He's not a murderer. But he's a killer. And there's a big difference. Yeah. When there is war, when there is war and soldiers are fighting and they shoot and they kill, it's legal. Am I correct? It's legal. Yeah. But in the time of peace, somebody just gets up and starts shooting. It's a murderer. Yeah. So when there is war, that's when God manifests himself as a killer. Yeah, that's when he manifests himself as a killer. And that's why you better be careful not to fight God's people. Not to fight God's people. Yeah. Some weeks ago, the enemy sent some people into this assembly. But we're not ignorant. We know you. God will strike you if you if you try any nonsense. He will smite you. You will be shocked. I'm telling you, he's a killer. Better repent. Repent, surrender, or else you are finished. You cannot defeat. You cannot defeat us. He that is with us is so great. Amen. He will finish you. Amen. Before you even wake up, you are finished. Sorry, I didn't mean to 
bring that out. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not everything we tell you. All right. Verse 2. Look. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they are in Hazazon, Tamar, which is in, which is Edgedi. Right? And Jehoshaphat feared, set himself to seek the Lord. I thank God for this man. You see, when the enemy is coming, that's not the time to just have a panic attack. All right? Don't, touch someone and say, don't have a panic attack. Amen. Uh-huh. Yes. Even if you are afraid, don't have a panic attack. Okay? When you are afraid, there is a way to respond when you are afraid. Look at how Jehoshaphat responded when he was afraid. He set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. He proclaimed a fast. That's not the time to get your stress balls and begin to... (laughs) No! That's not going to help you. Yeah, that's the time to seek the man of war. Hallelujah. Okay, let's read on, read on. So Judah gathered together... To what? Ask help from who? From the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to do what? Can you see how to respond when the enemy calls a battle? When the battle is raging, that is how to respond. That is how to respond. Stop stressing. Touch your neighbors. Stop stressing. Stop stressing. Yeah. Okay. They sought the Lord. Verse 5. Come on. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. Uh Uh-huh. And said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Come on. <laughs> That's how to pray. When you, want to, when you approach God, you need to tell him. You know what? You, you, you know what? Um, what do they call it now? When you begin to sing his praises. You begin to declare his greatness. You begin to tell him, this is, this is who you are. This is what you reveal to our fathers. This is what you revealed in your word. Have you changed? Huh. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? Are you not the one? Hallelujah. Come on, let's go on, let's go on. And they dwell in it and have built a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, 
if disaster come upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. Hallelujah. You see, our God has ears, and he can hear. Years ago, I was in Togo to visit a church in Togo, and I saw some gods that have ears, but they cannot hear. They put them there, and they put food around them, but they have mouth. They cannot eat. What a shame. Huh. Yo! Yes! And now, here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mausia, whom... You will not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and did not destroy them. Yes? Here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession which you have given us to inherit. He is reminding God. He is giving God history lesson. Reminding him of his promise. Reminding him of his covenant. Reminding him of his great acts of deliverance in the past. Hallelujah. These people that we have been good to are rewarding us with evil. At that times you've been good to people and they reward you with evil. Bring them before the Lord. I'm telling you, he will fight. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? you know that if God comes as a judge, it's another side of him. I'm telling you, this our God is too much. Don't joke with him. For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you, Lord. We don't know what to do. They have told me. They are coming to take my house. To take my car, they're coming to take even my children. What do I do? Hey, he says, Our eyes are on you. Come on, the eyes was not on the multitude coming, it's on the Lord. The problem is that many times our eyes are on the situation instead of our eyes being on the Lord. You're looking at the challenge, you're looking at the circumstance instead of looking up to God. Now, all Judah, with their little ones, their wives, and their children, stood before the Lord. The entire Judah came. And they're standing as the king is speaking to God. Now, look at it. Very interesting. Let's read on. Come on, keep reading. Keep going. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Hazel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Matania, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. Look at what the Lord says. And he said, listen, all you of Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, though says the Lord to you, do not be afraid. Hallelujah. When God says, don't be afraid, he has a plan. Do you understand me? He has a plan. You might not know it. You might not see it. It might not be clear to you. But don't think he's confused. God is never confused. Do not be afraid. Nor dismayed. 
because of this great multitude. Come on, look, what did he say? For the battle is not yours, but God's. Touch someone, say, it's not your battle. It's the Lord's battle. Say it again. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's see how God fights this battle before we leave. Amen. He says, tomorrow, go down against them. It's like, move forward. Isn't it? It's like, go forward. Tomorrow, go against them in battle. They will surely come up by the ascent of Z's, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Hallelujah. He's, he has already revealed their strategy. Come on. We need some prophetic gifts here to begin to reveal the strategies of the enemy. Yes. He says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Didn't I tell you? It's God's battle. He says, you don't need to fight in this battle. This particular one is not for you. God says, you don't need to fight. Just go. Just go there. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. What else do you need if God is with you? They say one with God is majority. It doesn't matter if the whole world is against you. If God is with you, who cares? God is with you. Come on. Let's read on. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. They began to worship the Lord. Yes, they worshiped the Lord. Then the Levites of the children of the Korahites and the children of the Korahites uh, stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with voices loud and high. Yes? They rose early in the morning. So I say early morning. Early morning. Yeah, early morning service is important. Yes, early morning, early morning. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And they went out into the wilderness, wilderness of Tekoa. And they went out. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. And you shall be established. Believe his prophets. And you shall prosper. This is a profound revelation. That Jehoshaphat got up before the people. He says, believe in the Lord. And you shall be established. Believe his prophets. And you shall prosper. Let's move forward. Let's not camp there. Alright. And when he had consulted with the people. He appointed those who should sing to the Lord and those who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise ye the Lord, for his mercy endures forever and ever. Praise ye the Lord, his mercy endures forever and ever. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> they were singing, praising the Lord. Have you seen soldiers going to battle with the worship team? Yeah. It's time for war. And then they bring, uh, they bring the drums. They bring the trumpets. 
they bring the saxophone. Hey, they bring the ma- <laughs> percussion, everything. And they are singing. They are saying, these people have lost their mind. They have forgotten how to fight. They think we are here for jokes. Look at what they are doing. What is this? What's the meaning of this? They were singing. All right? And look at how the Lord fights for them. And that's how he's going to fight for you. Amen. Do you understand? That's how he's going to fight for us. He says, the Lord set ambush against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come up against Judah, and they were defeated. The Lord set an ambush. May the Lord set an ambush. Against every power, every force that is fighting against us, that is fighting against you, that is fighting against your family. An ambush. An ambush against them. Look at how, how it happened. For the people of Ammon, and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Maria and, and to utterly kill and destroy them. Now, understand this. These were a coalition. They came together against Judah. So by the time the, the Lord, the man of war, came into their midst, they started fighting each other. <laughs> it's incredible. They, they destroyed, the, they began to kill each other. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. Can you see how God fights? God makes the enemy to fight themselves. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's read on. So when Judah came to the place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude. And there were their dead bodies thrown on earth. No one had escaped. No one will escape. I say none of them will escape. In the name of Jesus, they will not escape. Not even one will escape. So the Lord is setting an ambush. The enemies are fighting each other. And you are holding your peace. And you are just worshipping the Lord. Hallelujah. You are just worshipping the Lord. Meanwhile, there is chaos taking place in the camp of the enemy. They are fighting each other. They are defeating each other. I remember years ago, we had an armed robbery attack. Armed robbers came into our house. I was just sitting down Sunday afternoon. Sunday evening, rather. Just relaxing. My wife, we were just, I think we were watching the news or something. And then, ooh, they came in. With their guns. Lie down, lie down. Yeah, everybody went down. Who is the head of this family? I said, it's me. Yeah. I said, come. I got up. And they said, they said, somebody told us there's U.S. dollars in this place. I said, I don't know. I, I, I said, I don't have. They said, 
Take us around. Took them to the room. Look at this, look at that. They were taking stuff. Took my wife's jewelry. Look. And they were just, you must give us that money. Where is the money? I said, I am a pastor. I don't have dollars. Huh? You must give us this dollar. And then I just remembered the Lord. I remember some scriptures. And under my breath, I said, Lord, I release confusion. I release confusion among them. In the name of Jesus. I was, I was speaking in tongues under my, my breath. I said, I release confusion in their midst. I release confusion. Because I knew how God releases confusion. One of the ways he fights, he, bring, he releases confusion in the camp of the enemy. That's one of the ways he fights. Okay? Then all of a sudden, they started quarreling. And they were speaking a language I didn't understand. They started quarreling among themselves. And I'm just watching. Yeah! The man of war! The Lord confused them. That's how they walked out of the house. Quarreling. Intense quarrel. I don't know what happened. They forgot their operation. Man of war. Hallelujah. That's how the Lord is going to confuse the enemy that comes against you. Against your family. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will fight for you. While you hold your peace, he will fight for you. In the name of Jesus, every conspiracy against you, every ganging up against you, I command an ambush into their midst. In the name of Jesus, every power against this church, I release an ambush. I release confusion. I release the judgment of God upon them right now. In the name of Jesus, every satanic arrangement I command to be neutralized. In the name of Jesus, I command fire to be released in the camp of the enemy to consume every weapon that is formed of fashion against you. In the name of Jesus, they will not prosper. They will not prevail. Every weapon, every assignment of the enemy against your marriage, against your family, against your business, against your family, against your children, against your wife, against your husband, in the name of Jesus, against your parents, I release fire upon them. I release fire in the name of Jesus. The consuming fire of God to consume their weapons, to consume them. In the name of Jesus, I command that they will not prosper. They will come against you in one way. They will flee in seven directions. In the name of Jesus, every power that has stood against you is shattered right now. In the name of Jesus, we destroy their works. We destroy their works. In the name of Jesus, we release the host of heaven. We release the host of heaven against every strong man, every family household, every family stronghold. I command to be broken. In the name of Jesus, every spirit, every spirit that is violating you shall be violated. In the name of Jesus. Fire! Fire! From above. Consume them. 
consume them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you praise. Receive victory. Receive victory. The Lord is fighting for you. The Lord has come into your life as the man of war. In the name of Jesus, the enemy is defeated. They will destroy one another. They will fight one another. They will be confused. There is an ambush. Yes, the Lord will set an ambush. Hey, Papa, Papa, Lendelebe, where there was no way, I decree, I decree right now that the Lord will make a way for you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to break bread right now. Come on. Come forward. This communion is going to release the power of God in your life. This communion today is communion with a difference. Yes. There's going to be a release. Yes. The God of battle. The man of war. Jehovah Sabaoth is going to step into your life. He's going to step into your life. He's going to step into your life in a new way. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.